0: Amen. Well, in the summer of 2018, you may remember this one big news story dominating the news. There was a a Thai football team, kind of between ages of 10 and 15, and they finished their game, and with their football coach, they wandered into a cave to explore. And um, one of the boys didn't go in, and he cycled home. Uh, But the rest of them, as they back the way, back the way, this way, like that. All right, hold on. He's just, uh, is that me? Your cheek like that. Is it? Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. Okay, where were we? The team, they, were, they went into the cave. Still doing it, it's fine, it is what it is. Further back, that's your fault. How are we? Good, should we start again? In the summer of 2018, <laughs> there was a... <laughs> these, these boys, they wandered into the cave with their football coach and this flash flood comes behind them. They go deeper and deeper and deeper into the cave to escape the water. And they find themselves eventually trapped on a small shelf uh, squatting down in the pitch dark with water lapping at their feet. No way to contact the outside world. I wonder if you can imagine the terror of that moment. It's funny, I was reading an interview with one of the boys and he said the first night we weren't scared because we thought the water would just flood away. But imagine the next morning and the next, and the next. Darkness, and dampness, and cold. Does anyone know that we're here? Imagine just waiting to die. They started to scratch at the walls with stones to try and dig their way out of the cave. And of course it didn't work. And for nine days, they huddled together with no contact from the outside world, terrified, dark and cold and alone. And then on day nine, the most incredible thing happened. They're huddled together on this shelf and two heads just pop up out of the water. They must've thought they were dreaming, like we're nine days deep. This is a fever dream, I'm hallucinating. There's two heads and they have British accents. Their rescuers had arrived. They had run out of hope, but help had finally come. I wonder, if we can imagine the terror. Can you imagine the jubilation? Nine days. Nine days, they didn't have much time left. And here are their rescuers. These two divers over a few days, they came back and forward with food and blankets. They let them send messages home. They weren't able to rescue them yet. And so for another six to eight days, they waited. They waited, still in the same cave, still stuck with nowhere to go, but this time with hope. This time with hope, they, they had thought before that hope was not coming, but this time, this time in the waiting, it wasn't fear that filled them, it was anticipation for when their rescuers would return and drag them through those tunnels to safety. I say all that because that is the story of Advent. That is the story of Advent. It's the season in the life of the church where we don't just look back to celebrate the first coming of Christ, but forward today that he comes again to rescue us in Advent which literally just means arrival we look to the once and future coming of Jesus Christ into our world like those stranded children in that cave we experience yes the jubilation of having met our rescuer but also the anticipation of waiting for him to come again So over the next four weeks, we're going to celebrate, we're going to wait, we're going to anticipate. I'm going to do all that as we explore the Advent story together. Next week, we're going to look at the theme of peace, and then joy, and then finally love. But this week, we begin with hope. And the passage that Caitlin just read for us from Isaiah really teaches us three things about hope. So the first thing that we learn about hope is that hope comes to us just where we are just where we are the young Thai football team they sat afraid in the darkness and it was into that moment of fear and darkness that the hope of rescue came in the same way the hope of advent comes to us in the middle of our darkness Isaiah puts it like this on those dwelling in a land of deep darkness light has come And it's that kind of light into darkness that is the very nature of hope. Eugene Peterson writes that hope isn't really about the future, it's about the present. It's about the attitude that we find now. Hope, he says, is our imaginations about what the future holds, given over to faith in Jesus. In other words, hope comes to us just where you are today and changes your perspective. I wonder if you've ever thought about how strange it is that Christmas comes at this time of year, in the darkest and coldest and saddest time of year. There's no reason for anyone to say that winter is their favorite season. There is no reason for that. It's cold and dark and the nights are long. And for many of us, this is just the hardest time of the year. The shorter days close in and some of us begin to feel our mental health deteriorate. The nature of Christmas means that for some of us we remember the pain and loss of our past much more uh, real. Or in just a real and mundane way, some of us just use the consumerism of Christmas to mask a kind of gnawing sense that our life is hard. And this year, don't we, we feel the coldness of winter. Again, a cost of living crisis. means that once again, winter is a thing to be slightly scared of. We're scared of the cold. We're scared of the cost of avoiding the cold. Into the darkness of winter, we need a real hope. A real hope. The hope of a consumerist Christmas will not cut it. <coughs> Did you know that advent calendars don't just come bearing chocolate anymore? There's all these brands now that offer advent calendars containing all sorts of things. I saw online this week that Dior offer an advent calendar for £470 full of perfume and skincare. You can get jewellery advent calendars. I saw one that cost four figures. Here's what the Dior website says underneath. Open each of the 24 windows of this Advent calendar one by one and discover a new Dior surprise to fill each Christmas with magic and wonder. Is that what Christmas, is that what Advent is really about? Well, for many people, yes. But that is not where the true purpose, the true hope of Advent True Advent, in the words of Fleming Rutledge, does not flinch from the darkness that stalks us in this world. Advent begins in the dark and moves towards the light. Think of those in the darkness of war in Ukraine or the Middle East. Think of those in the darkness of poverty or addiction in our own city. Think of the darkness of those even in this room, those suffering from depression or anxiety, those who have lost loved ones, those who are just disappointed by the circumstances of life. Most of all, think of the darkness of sin that plagues the world. Betrayal and violence and selfishness are the norms of this world, not the exception. We live in a world shrouded in darkness. The Apostle Paul says in Ephesians that we once lived in this world without hope. We once lived in this world without hope. And so, as Tish Harrison Warren writes, to practice Advent is to lean into an almost cosmic ache, our deep, wordless desire for things to be made right, and the incompleteness that we find in the meantime. That means today, whoever you are, whoever you are, whatever state you have come here in today, Advent is for you. Advent is for you. Into the despair of this life that is so often shrouded in darkness and sin, hope comes to us where we are. Advent is for you. It's for you and it comes to you wherever you are today. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German pastor, wrote this. He said, The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. Do you long for something to change today? Welcome to church. We are so glad. You're here. Advent is for you. Hope is only hope if we are despairing in the first place. Hope is only hope if we need hope. So that's number one. Hope comes to us where we are. But what is and where is this Advent hope found? Well, number two, Isaiah says that hope comes to us as a person. Hope comes to us as a person. Put yourselves in the shoes of those cold and scared children again what did they need what did they need was it food was it blankets or water in some sense yeah sure but ultimately no imagine if the two British divers had popped out of the water and they said great hey it's so good to see you here's a few meals, it'll get you through the week here's a blanket, we're going to go now and we won't see you again there is no hope there, they would last another couple of weeks and then they would wait to die. Again, that is not what they needed. What they needed was rescue. They needed rescued and so do we. Martin Luther once said that everything that is done in this world is done by hope. He meant that we don't do anything without having our eyes fixed on a future something. A future something that gives us a reason to live in the darkness of the circumstances of this world. We all hopes. But unlike those children who knew what they needed, our hopes are far too often misplaced. We think that the warmth and coziness of the Christmas season is a genuine antidote to the pain that we feel. We think that more money, more stuff, more sex, more health, more wealth will be what we need to escape the reality of life. What that stuff might make us more comfortable in the here and now is not ultimately what we need. What we ultimately need is rescue. And for Isaiah our rescue, our hope, comes to us not as more money or more comfort but in the shape of a child. In The shape of a child. To us a child has been born and that child, he writes, is called Almighty God. He puts it elsewhere, his name is Emmanuel, God with us. Into the darkness of our sin and despair, God doesn't offer us a helping hand. He offers us himself, he gives us himself. The Apostle John put it this way, the Word, that's Jesus, the Word was with God and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and lived among us. God Himself, as He saw us in our sin and despair and weakness and pain, did not set aloof in heaven, sending good thoughts. No, He cloaked Himself in humanity and entered the fray. He became one of us, born to rescue us from our sin. In the words of one author, God came to us floating in embryonic fluid. Slowly forming and taking shape, embedded in the uterine wall of a Middle Eastern teenager. That is how hope comes to us. Hope comes to us as a person. And when the angel approached Mary, this Middle Eastern teenager, to announce to her that Jesus would be born through her, he said this, You will call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. So the name Jesus means, it means God saves. That is who Jesus is. He is God, born into our world to save us from our darkness. Perhaps you're here, it's your first time in church in many years, and you're wondering, who is Jesus? Let me be very simple, Jesus is hope. Jesus is our hope, he is God with flesh on, born to rescue us from the darkness of this world. The Christmas carol that we often think of as a children's song O Little Town of Bethlehem goes like this in the first verse. O Little Town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie, Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. What are you afraid of? Maybe recession, maybe illness, maybe death. Don't put your hope anywhere but Jesus. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in Him tonight. In this person, hope has come. Forgiveness and freedom are available to you today because of Him. God Himself has stepped towards us, throwing on scuba gear, dived into the cave and dragged our bodies out to freedom. He's found us. He's found us in the Garden of Eden. God asked Adam and Eve the most tragic question in history. Where are you? Where are you? His voice rings through the centuries. Maybe this morning you are still hiding from God. But Jesus Christ, this child born to us, said about himself that he came to seek and save the lost. God has found you in Jesus. Step out of hiding. Step out of hiding and find the hope that has already found you. Hope comes to us where we are. Hope comes to us as a person. But third, hope comes to us from the future. You might be thinking right now, what do you even mean? How can my fears be met by a child that was born 2,000 years ago? God or not? I still suffer. I still sin. I still get sick. I'm still sad in that we come to the exact purpose of Advent. Advent, for the earliest Christians that celebrated, it wasn't really at all primarily a season to look backwards. It wasn't really the season where they just celebrated all the time. It was a season primarily to look forward. It was a season of longing for him to come again. We live in the in-between. I could call it the already and the not yet. Jesus was born. He lived and died to rescue us from darkness. He rose again and ascended to heaven where he is today. And that hope is sure and certain. And because of that today, you can begin to live in the reality of his kingdom. But it is a hope, it is a kingdom that comes to us from the future from the day when Jesus will return and fill this earth with his kingdom from the day he returns to make all things new and rescue us forever in the words of the pastor Mike air advent is not simply a season to await the coming of christmas much less is it simply a reenactment of ancient hopes long ago fulfilled it is a time to renew and enlarge our hopes, to tap into the deepest hopes of the human race for the age that is to come, and then to prepare a mystery visible only to the eyes of faith, that in this humble birth long ago, the coming age has begun. In other words, we are again like those Thai children, having met our rescuer, but still waiting for his return, can you imagine the anxiety for them? Can you imagine the fear that the divers don't return or can't find them again or get stuck? They didn't know if they could trust, they didn't know if they could really have hope in their darkness. We do know, we know that our waiting is not in vain. We know that our rescuer will return because in the words of Isaiah that Caitlin read, the zeal of the Lord God Almighty will accomplish this. How do we know? Because God has promised and every promise of God comes to pass. Guys, Christian hope is not wishful thinking. Christian hope is not what we do when we cross our fingers behind our back or blow on the dice when we play Monopoly. It's not what we have when we hope for good weather in the morning. Christian hope is complete certainty about what our future will hold because of Jesus. In the darkness, because of him, we have hope for the future. We have hope for the future. Here's what we are after this Advent season. Here's what we want to pursue together as a church. Fleming Rutledge... She wrote this big book on Advent, she says this, she says religious systems that ignore the dark side of life are fundamentally dishonest. In Advent we don't pretend as I once thought that we are in the darkness before the birth of Christ, rather we take a good hard look at the darkness we are in now, facing it and defining it honestly, so that we will understand with utmost clarity That our great and only hope is in Jesus' final, victorious coming. And in the meantime, we wait with hope. In the meantime, we pray, Lord Jesus, come quickly. We live with our eyes set on the future, watching and waiting and looking and listening and hoping. Let me finish with this. As those British divers emerged from the water for the first time and they they fixed their eyes on the kids. One of the two divers just started to repeat a word over and over and over. There's a video of this. Pops out of the water and he says, believe, 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 believe. Almost as though to say, I am coming back for you. Jesus says the same thing to us in the book of Revelation. Behold, I am coming soon. We say, but Jesus, the weight of sin is crushing me. Believe. Jesus, the pain and loss, the loneliness at Christmas, and it's too much for me to bear. Believe. I don't know how to keep going. Jesus says, believe. I am coming very soon. Should we pray?